Bridget Masinga on The Art of Everything. It is uh, the art of everything right here on SAFM as we kick off your weekend. Um, and the first order of business on Made in SA, we uh, focus on Mash T Design Studio. Now, back in 2018, I was very glad that uh, Utabi Mjol went on to win the most beautiful object in South Africa uh, at the Design in Daba 2018. But I was also a little bit sad because that was the same year that I had nominated uh, another the incredible creative uh, sculpturist uh, Chris, Chris Sol uh, for, for the very same honor. But here's the thing about the most beautiful object in South Africa is that it really is the most beautiful objects in South Africa, handpicked by a very meticulous uh, number of people who, who deve, dive, deve, or rather dig deep into the corners of South Africa to find you the very best from art to crafts to textiles to furnishings. So it's just a beautiful list and curation of what's there to offer. And to be named the most beautiful thing is just the cream on top of the cake, to be honest. Um, but uh, Tabisa is uh, on the line, and she is the creative director as well as founder of Mesh Tea Studio. And I love what Mesh Tea is all about, really, because Mesh Tea is about fusing uh, African elements and African aesthetics, but giving them like a Western contemporary feel. Um, she also is a big collaborator with, with other entrepreneurs and creatives across very various skill sectors in the creative uh, cultural industries and art industries to help bring some of her more iconic designs to life. Um, And we'll find out a little bit more about that as the conversation unfolds. Tabisa, good evening to you. Hi, Bridget. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me and for that really incredible introduction. Listen, it was a little bit sore, but at the same time, I was like, you completely deserved it. Because, <laughs> you know, you spent like four or five months, like when you get the call to say, will you partake in selecting the most beautiful object? Mm-hmm. And you run through everything. And then you realize the plethora of really incredible mm-hmm. creatives that are in South Africa, of which you are by far in the top tier. Um, and, and I mean, when you started Mesh Tea, what, what, what was the concept for you or what was the motivation behind starting Mesh Tea Design Studio? Um, So the motivation was really about storytelling. Um, I've always loved history. I've always loved telling stories of uh, our cultures and my own lived experiences. Um, And so I wanted to continue telling those stories and using design as the medium Mm. um, to tell those stories. Um, And uh, yeah, (laughs) that's what I've been doing the past couple of years. And I think that absolutely comes uh, through. You know, I was saying that when you look at your your design aesthetic, you 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 see the two different worlds coming together so beautifully in harmony. You see that contemporary Western flair, you know, interplaying with African tradition in such a seamless way, and yet it's elevated to, to such elegance, uh, you know, and such luxury. Uh, and really, a lot of your pieces are just. They, they're collectible. Sometimes I look at them and I go, well, how would I even sit on, on the Shabisa bench? I'll just collect it. <laughs> so that's like flattering to hear, but it's also like, um, 
makes me feel a little bit like, oh, we're not doing our job all the way through, right? Because if people still feel like the pieces are maybe uh, art mm. or maybe far removed from their everyday lives, mm. um, then it's, it completely is a challenge for myself and the team because our whole idea is to have these pieces that you can live with in your home mm. and that you can pass down to your kids one day um, and for them to not be intimidating, right? Because mm. I'm not an artist. You know, mm. the people I work with, some of them are artists, yes, but generally it's all about crafters and making things things with your hand and being passionate about those things that you make with your hand and taking pride in mm. them so that these things can live in people's homes mm. um, and be a delight to mm. people. Um, and so that is the journey that, you know, I'm really taking Mashti on in this next phase, yeah. that we make things that people can live with in their homes that are not intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're in- intimidating per se, Tavisa, but I think, you know, you, you just said you're not an artist, and I beg to differ. You know, <laughs> I really beg to differ. There is, there is an artistic element to what mm. you do. And, and and anyone who's seen it, and I beg you to please go on their Instagram account at Meshti Design Studios and go have a look. It, it, it really, I mean, they're beautiful pieces that, of course, we want to utilize and, of course, we want them to be functional. But at the same time, I'd be like, <laughs> stay away from my bench. <laughs> Let me receive this compliment. You know what? I'm going to receive the compliment and say thank you very much. Yes, no, receive the compliment. Absolutely receive the compliment. Um, and, 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 you know, when you say your, your work is meant to be a delight, it really is. And I think, you know, for me, from a design perspective, it really elevates any space that it goes into. It really in itself plays a very central piece because even if you look at your line fixtures, you, you really want to stop and look up and be like, oh, wow, that's beautiful. Mm, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. Um, and I love that you use the term elevate mm. um, because a lot of the times when I in the past have thought about craft, especially like South African craft, I think like little knickknacks. Yes. Like I think, you know, like you know the little things like the tourist buy. And, yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's also an incredible skill and it's an incredible gift that people can make those curios. Mm. Um, however, I wanted to challenge not only myself, uh, but my customer mm. um, to say, okay, we've got this incredible skill. How do we quote unquote elevate it to design? Mm. Because there is a difference between craft and design. And what we try really hard to do at Nasty is to merge those two worlds mm. where you've got things that look like, oh, my grandmother can make this. Mm. And you're right, your grandmother can make it. And your grandmother probably you know, has had the skill for a very long time. But we bring in the design element, so we refine it and mm. we evolve it. Um, and you can still see yourself and your culture and your story and your grandmother and your uncle reflected in it. Mm. And it still, like, appeals to you and your modern-day sensibilities, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know. I think you're doing that absolutely incredible. And and speaking about bringing in these skills, I mean, they, there's some weaving that you've done. And, and I joke about the Tlabisa bench because I think that's mm-hmm. become one of, one of your more iconic 
pieces. I think that's become like one of your identifier pieces. And and anyone who's fortunate enough to have the 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 capacity, aka deeper pockets, to to be able to commission it, please do because you really just want it and you want to just look at it all the time. Um, but that is something that you collaborated with a brilliant KZN master weaver. I mean, I became aware of Mom Beauty via that bench. I didn't know her until I saw that bench. Mm-hmm. Same, you know, um, I also had no idea who Mom Beauty was. And when we were looking for a master weaver mm. um, to complete, to finish the bench, um, we really, you know, we went to the African Art Center and all of these centers mm-hmm. right, looking for weavers. And all of the gatekeepers, I'll call them, mm. <laughs> um, were saying to us, no, no, it's not possible. No, the weavers can't do that. Um, their technique only works in round form. Mm. That's why these women only ever make baskets. Mm. The technique only works in round form. And um, I reached out to uh, to the people from Bambi Zulu. Mm. Um, and I just, I, I, I told, I was explaining to them what it is that we're trying to do. And... And the girl who runs the organization near Google said to me, oh, that sounds like something my grandmother could do. Mm. And I very arrogantly chuckled, um, like, no, I mean, that's sweet that you think your grandmother could do, but I need a master weaver. <laughs> very arrogantly. Um, and she's like, oh, no, you don't understand. My grandmother can do it. Yes. Her name is Beauty Mongo. Google her. And I, I clutched my pearls. <laughs> I clutched my provisional pearls because I was like, your grandmother's Googleable? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I Googled her beauty in Congo and there she was and there her work was. And, you know, her, her work is part of the permanent collection at the Met in New York and at the VNA in England. And she has such, she's had such an illustrious career and I'd never, ever heard of her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when we eventually met her, the one thing that sets incredible artists and designers and makers apart from the rest of us is that they don't say no when you put a challenge to them. Mm. They say, oh, let me see how I can do it. Let me resolve it. And that's exactly what Mom Beauty said. She said, okay, I've never done it. I don't mm. know how it's going to work out. I- but let me try. Let me see how I can do it. And she did it. And it blew it blew our minds away and everyone else's. Oh, yeah. No, listen, it, it's definitely one of those pieces. Hence why I, I, I even put the disclaimer that if your pockets are deeper than most, um, <laughs> because as you've just heard from Mesh T, uh, you know, it's not a... It's not a run-of-the-mill kind of piece, and uh, Mum Beauty is the weaver. How long did it actually take to to oh to word. weave that basket? <laughs> because for anyone who's not seen that the bench, it's quite a it's a three-seater. It's a wooden three-seater bench. I mean, you probably would describe it better than me. And then the back mm. is not straight. It, it's kind of like wavy almost. Mm, yeah. So the back is wavy, and you know that form is inspired by those undulating hills of KZN. Uh-huh. Um, and the the legs of the bench are inspired by the boki. I don't know if you know, it's like a black um, yes. cast iron pot. Of, well, of course you would know it. <laughs> um, and it was inspired by um, my childhood. My grandmother li- lived, um, you know, in those hills deep in KZN. And as a child, 
you know, we would drive to go visit her and drive through the hills. And even when I was a child, it was, there was something really romantic to me about driving, you know, going deeper and deeper into the hills. And um, when we get there, she, she would have prepared a feast, mm. um, you know, with all of her bodies out. And um, it was a celebration. And it felt like a hug. Mm. And so those emotions are all, we try to put those in the form of the bench. So by the background, as I said, and also it's curved a little bit in the side. Mm. So that when you're sitting in there, it feels like a cocoon. It feels like it is embracing you. Yeah, no, it, it's a it's a beautiful piece of work. Now, Tabisa, tell me where are where are we at in terms of because you know just doubling back to a comment that you'd made earlier on about wanting your your creations to be functional and to be non intimidating uh, in a space. This was something that you actually spoke about in two thousand and eighteen. Um, and you said that you would love to develop a, and I'm quoting you now, a super affordable home furnishings line. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what super affordable means when we're talking mesh tea. And yet again, we live in an era where high-end luxury designers are now doing diffusion lines with fast fashion brands, you know, like the H&Ms and, and the Mr. Prices yeah. and all the rest of it. You walk in there in the summertime and you see a, a Valentino or, or what. So I guess it is possible, but I don't know how possible is it in, in the world of, of, of textiles and furnishings? What a question for a Friday evening. Very sobering. <laughs> and I, I cringe every single time I read a quote or someone like quote back to me something I said when <laughs> I was <laughs> young. Like, oh boy, if only I'd known. Um, so, <laughs> so realistically speaking, um, the production costs are expensive, right? Yeah. And the reason people, big companies outsource their production to China and those sort of countries is because um, scale. Mm. So if you are making... 10,000 of something, you can divide the cost by 10,000. Mm. But with us, because of the time we're making 10, 20, 30, we can only divide the cost by 30. Yeah. And that's why the, the pieces tend to be um, a little bit more expensive mm. than something you'll get at a, a regular retail store. Yeah. I think what's also important, what I definitely pride myself on, is the fact that. Um, the, the, the crafters and the artisans are paid fairly mm. um, because I'm very clear that this work takes a lot out of people, right? Mm. Um, and these people are building families. Some of them already have families and they have grandkids. And so not paying them fairly is not, uh, is not, is not conscionable. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I don't, and I also understand, you know, the South African context um, mm. in terms of like our economy and all of that. So I'm very clear on what the limitations are, mm. but it costs what it costs. Yeah. Um, and if we want to build our, if we want to build you know, South African manufacturing, if we want to, uh, if we want to make sure that the skills don't die out with the older generation, that young people also are incentivized to learn the beading, to learn the weaving, mm. then we have to pay them freely. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah, no, I completely get you. I'll continue to keep saving my sense. Um, <laughs> and hopefully in the future, maybe you'll decide, you know, on things that are a little bit easier to manufacture. For instance, I'm just thinking from, from just looking, uh, but I'm sure I'm thinking completely false. Um, you know, light fixtures like uh, your Pac-Man series, for instance, exactly. maybe we could do a diffusion yeah. somewhere along there. <laughs> yeah, we already started doing it. You're right, like the pac Light and the dome light, so those are um, table lamps. Yeah, it's very, you know, it's quirky. It still feels like a matching product because it has that whimsy to it. It gives you a little wink. It's fun, um, and it is an affordable thing. Mm. Um, and we have our ceramics, which also tell a really cool, fun story. And it's again, it's affordable. Um, and the one item that I really am proud of. Um, after working with Omamu Beauty and all of the incredible crafters at mm. Bambizulu, um, with on the bench, mm. there was so much excitement from people about wanting to own um, a piece of that legacy. And yes. obviously, you know, we can't be making Clarissa benches. Mm. Um, and so we have made the bright side table, um, and it's fully woven by uh, the ladies from the bamboo, the crafters from the bamboo, the bamboo Zulu. And um, it's an incredible piece. And it, it's also affordable. And it's something, again, that you can live with. And mm. a great gift and a great, uh, something to pass on to your kids one day. So, yeah. Awesome stuff. I mean, there's a lot to offer. We look forward to seeing uh, what else Mesh Tea Design Studio is going to have an offer as the future progresses. Tabisa, thank you so much for taking the time on this Friday. And congratulations on really a beautiful, proudly South African design studio. Uh, you, you make us so incredibly proud in the most beautiful uh, of ways. And we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, you can follow Tabisa and her studio, by the way, on Instagram for quick ease. They are there and they handle is at Mesh Tea Design Studios on Instagram and they've got click-throughs to their website and you can see all of their product lines and everything else and all the stories we're talking about, Mum Beauty and some of the other creatives that she's collaborated with uh, are also found easily in reference on their Instagram page. We're going to take a quick break and then we come back and uh, we delve into the world of uh, theatre. We're celebrating 21 years of the Joburg Ballet.